Are you afraid to talk to your friends, neighbors, family members about Jesus? When the subject of religion comes up, do you get quiet, uh, change the subject quickly? Do you want to be able to talk to your friends and neighbors and family members more about Jesus, that they might hear that good news of Jesus and to connect them to where Jesus may be found? You're listening to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting Faith and Family. You can find them on our website, kfuo.org. Look for Concordia University, Wisconsin in the sponsor section. Joining me in studio this morning, a familiar voice here at Worldwide KFUO, the Reverend Dr. Mark Wood, Director of Witness and Outreach, Congregational Revitalization for the LCMS Office of National Mission, Pastor Dr. Wood. Dr. Wood, Ooh, where, welcome back. Where? It's it's a Wednesday morning. It's just a little bit later than when we used to be on together. Yes, we used to do Witness Wednesday. Yeah. Glad to have you in studio this morning and talking about uh, something very exciting. Uh, we, we talked about it coming, uh, being forthcoming on Witness Wednesday, and that is everyone is witness. Yes, we've been we've been working really hard for a long time to get to this point. It's really exciting, uh, and it's great to be here to be able to talk about it today. And brought along with you someone who knows the ins and outs of everyone is witness very well and has endured all of your hard work on it and supported you through it. Uh, someone who knows you very well, Mary Ellen Wood, a volunteer with Everyone is Witness. Mary Ellen, welcome. Thanks. Good morning. Glad to have you in studio and thanks for all of your work too. I know you've put in a lot of hours and help in uh, preparing, uh, just providing insights on the, the materials for Everyone is Witness. So glad to have your insights on this and hear the real story behind uh, Everyone is Witness today. Today. Good. Good to be here. Uh, joining us by phone this morning, Shelly Moeller. She's uh, participated in Everyone is Witness and here to provide some insights uh, from her experience in the workshop. Shelly, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Well, thank you. Tell us, uh, Shelly, a little bit about uh, how you found out about Everyone is Witness and what drew you to it. Well, um, I was blessed to be able to participate in it through Lutheran Women's Missionary League when Synod um, offered to sponsor five different um, workshops across the country. And at the time, I was vice president of Gospel Outreach, and that's how I heard about it. Had you, Shelley, had you had any past experience with evangelism training um, that... that uh, in some ways gave you some ideas of, of how to go about uh, being a witness? Well, my past experience um, was more outside of the Lutheran Church, and it was kind of a pushy technique, and you had to memorize a lot of scriptures, and you trying to get them to accept Jesus. But with everyone as witness, it was a much softer, comfortable, yet confident approach about sharing the joy of knowing your salvation and that it's not what you do, but how Christ has covered you. Tell me about the uh, your participation in the Everyone is Witness workshop. Was this a one-day workshop? Yes, yes. It, amazingly, a lot of um, material is covered in just uh, the 8.30 to 3.30 type workshop, and um, you learned a lot. What are some of the, the key things that you learned that day that have really stayed with you? What are some things that you learned in the Everyone is Witness workshop that were meaningful to you? Well, one of the biggest things was it, it's not the pushiness you should do. A lot of it 
really comes from listening and talking to the person that you might have on your heart and see what they're needing. Um, There are so many different people. That was one thing that really jumped out at me was how can you use the same type of material on everybody because we all think differently. And this jumped out was that there are head people and heart people and serving people or the hands people. So if you listen to them, you can learn a little bit better of their needs and how you might be able to approach them so that they'll be open to God's Word. Have you found that through attending the workshop that it's it's changed how you think about speaking to Jesus, speaking about Jesus or speaking of Jesus to friends, neighbors, or family? Yeah, it's um, not something you club them over the head with. <laughs> it's more of a listening to them and just planting seeds and encouraging them and um, trying to help them. You Now, you've attended the workshop twice, is that correct? Yes, yes. So what did you gain uh, by, was there anything you gained by participating again a second time, or uh, what were the benefits of, of attending twice? Well, the second time we were hosting it at my home church, and it was just wonderful to get these kind of, oh yeah, I remember that, why didn't I remember that? And um, it's, in a sense, it is a practice thing, but the more you work in it, the more you um, pay attention to what you're doing and learn that it's the Holy Spirit that that does the work really, but you need to be open and, and listen to people and wait for the time that just appears when the Holy Spirit moves you. Have you had any moments or any conversations where you can say, wow, I, I've been able to do this now because I, I, I learned more about this. Have you had any conversations with friends or neighbors or family that were different because of what you've learned? Yeah, and it's more of an after thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, um, after you've had a conversation with someone that you realize that, oh, not to be proud of it, but it's like, yes, I did listen to them. And there was the point when you could open up a discussion. And it's not necessarily the first time you think about talking to them. It might be the second or third time that you're out to coffee with them or out to dinner or something. It's, yeah, it's more of that listening and then seeking where you might be able to add in you know, how God has impacted you in your life and sharing your life, too. You mentioned that other methods that, that in evangelism that you were trained in seemed pushy, but through everyone as witness, you uh, you see it as more an approach that helps you be confident in being a witness. How would you describe that that confidence that you have today? Well, before there was kind of an urgency, almost like a, I've got to talk to them, I've got to talk to them, but but now it's more of a, I can um, go out to dinner with them and not have to worry about, am I going to breach the subject tonight? You know, it's more of a confidence of, I know the Holy Spirit will lead me when it's time, 
when that person is more open to hearing God's word. So this takes, it sounds like what you're saying is it takes the pressure off of you and more of an emphasis on what God provides and, and when he provides it. Right. It's not anything that we do. It's him working through us. What would you recommend, or would you recommend everyone as witness to others uh, as a workshop or, or as a study series? Oh, yes. I think it lays it out uh, very simply. Um, there was, the first time I went, I remember getting this piece of paper, and we were supposed to write down names, and my immediate reaction was, oh, here comes the hit list. <laughs> But it wasn't that. It was a reminder as to how many people in your life do need God's Word and that we don't have to. It wasn't a, now go away and hit those people. It was just a reminder to us that there are so many people in this world that are in our lives that need God's Word. Mark, as you hear Shelley's comments, do you have any questions for Shelley now that she's been through the workshop two times? <laughs> uh, well, she obviously survived it twice, so that's kind of a good sign. Uh, um, no, I, I I don't have any questions for her. I, I just appreciated her support and her encouragement. And I, I just remember when she did the LWML workshop, she was so excited. But would you come to my congregation? And it's like, well, yes, yeah, it'd be great. Um, but I told her the, the window was closing. And we were only going to do live workshops through the end of September. Uh, so we scheduled... Um, a manual for uh, September 30th. So they just made the deadline, and uh, it was just great being there with the people. They were wonderful. They very engaged. Uh, great conversations. Uh, so thanks, thanks for inviting us. Oh, thank you for coming, Shelley. What would you say were the responses of the the fellow members of your congregation after participating in Everyone Is Witness? Oh, we were blessed to have several congregations and pastors and vicars there, and I. The response was good. I was hearing nice comments about the presentation, about the material. Yeah. Well, very good. Well, Shelley, thanks so much for being a part of our program today and, and sharing your story of participating in Everyone is Witness. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks, Shelley. Pastor Wood, Shelley shared that uh, her story of being in, you know, in a, an evangelism training program before that was... Uh, that she felt was pushy, and she wasn't comfortable with it, and she felt like it all laid on her. Tell me about your past experience with with previous training in evangelism and how that led up to everyone as witness. Well, it began a long time ago, um, you know. So we got the papyrus out and <laughs> unrolled it. No, uh, when I re- when I returned to the church as a young man, and I was very excited about wanting to share the faith, uh, I turned to. A, what are the resources available? And those resources were really based on a different theological understanding of evangelism, one in which it is up to us to bring people to a point of decision. And so there's a tremendous amount of pressure on me, I felt, you know, because, you know, I've de-churched family members, uh, you know, I was work, I was in the military and I was surrounded by people who didn't confess Jesus and, and it's up to me to save them. And there was tremendous pressure and uh, I just felt like a failure. Uh, and um, so I, I tried at several different evangelism programs, they, but they're all basically 
from that theological perspective. You know, that people have the ability to choose, and you need to figure out a way to get them to choose. Hmm. And it was up to me. And how is that problematic? <laughs> we only have another yeah. 45 minutes. But How, how isn't it? Uh, <laughs> first of all, it, it creates a lot of guilt and shame and angst about witnessing, and which discourages people from speaking of Jesus uh, because uh, they, they feel inadequate. And, uh, and I did. And it, it took a while for me to discover that, wait a minute, I, you know, we, we talk about this in terms of the third article of the Apostles' Creed. I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. Well, if I can't do it for me, how can I do it for somebody else? You know, isn't this the work of the Holy Spirit? Uh, you know, so that once I realized that and once we started talking about it that way, it, it freed me to be a joyful witness of Jesus instead of this guy under pressure to perform and deliver results, results that I couldn't deliver. But, you know, you just end up in that, you know, endless cycle of failure. And and if there were some, and if, and if there was somebody who, who responded favorably, then I, you know, filled with pride and it becomes self-righteousness. It's like, look what I did. Now, it's, it's problematic in so many ways. Uh, it takes the glory away from God. Mary Ellen, had you been involved in any evangelism training before? I had, Um I was chairman of the Board of Evangelism before Mark and I met uh, at a congregation, and we went through master's plan. And the the big difference um, was it was a little bit of a hit list kind of thing, like Shelley was talking about, where you it was very intentional um, in a very different way than everyone is witnesses. Um, everyone is witnesses, very intentional, but it's definitely not a hit list type format. Um, but it didn't have any how in it. So we still walked away from that program saying, okay, I'm supposed to go out to these people and I need to tell them, but I still don't know how. And I think that that's a big difference in everyone as witnesses that, um, we leave not with this like guilt ridden, I'm responsible for these people. But instead, not only am I not responsible, but I have some information on how and some actual practical resources. So it's it, it, very practical in that you can learn. Well, we, it, I know it talks about steps, but they're not necessarily steps that have to happen in a, in a very specific order or, or time frame. Uh, it's it's very practical. Now, Mark, you mentioned that uh, the live workshops that, that you were conducting uh, around the country were um, that window of time uh, came to a close at the end of September. And now we're talking about everyone as witness and, and we're, uh, our listeners probably thinking, well, why are we talking about it if the, the window has ended? Uh, something very exciting uh, has that window has ended for a reason. Right. We. We've been going around the Synod doing this, uh, both Mary uh, Ellen and I and Deaconess Mary Ann Hayter. It, but there's three of us, you know, and it's a big Synod. And <laughs> uh, how do we get this resource out to more people? And, and the way we approached that was to put it together in a kit that, 
think of like a VBS kit, that everything you need to, to conduct the workshop is in the kit. And, and now that, that kit's available through Concordia Publishing House, and, and we don't, you know, as much as we love to go out and do the workshop in person, we, we want to make the resource more widely available, and this is the way to do that. So now they don't need us. Now they still get me uh, via video. Uh, so, uh, you know, you can decide whether that's good or bad, if it's better to be in person or on video. <laughs> but uh, all the material is the same, all the content's the same, the approach is the same, uh, it's, but it's just done via video in a, in a local workshop leader. And, and we resource that local workshop leader uh, so they can conduct a workshop without us. And we'll talk more about that in the second segment of today's program, about what that looks like, getting your hands on that kit and, and how to use it locally. Uh, why such a, a robust program? We talked about it, it, it being practical. Um, we talked about, uh, Shelley talked about listening. I've used, I've gone through everyone as witness a couple of times as well. There is, there's a lot in it. Why such a robust program when it comes to witnessing? I like to think, I like to sum it up this way. You know, the gospel is simple, but the world is complex. And, and so today, more than ever, uh, we're encountering people of different faiths, different worldviews, uh, people who've been informed by the world in, in ways that uh, people who have come before us haven't had, haven't seen, you know, it's, and and so to equip people to address this very complex world of ours uh, calls for a robust resource, and yet we need to keep it simple, keep it straightforward. Uh, it's not really that hard when you get down to it, uh, but we want people to be well prepared, and so the the workshop it, you heard, you know, Shelley talk about that, you know, the workshop there's a lot to take in, in in the workshop. But uh, you know, people can go back and revisit it because there's a, a book where they can go back and read, and there's actually more in the book than in the workshop and in the videos, um, because it, we we need and and can't be uh, to be prepared enough uh, to answer for the hope that's within us and to do it with gentleness and respect, and and that can be pretty challenging. So we wanted a program that was up to that challenge. Mary Ellen, you got to be in the test kitchen as Mark was cooking up uh, quite a yes. bit of this and, and, and uh, be a part of uh, seeing this happen from from the desk in the office of the desk at home to the car drives, the plane trips, all of these things and see the ideas and, and be a part of this. What was it like to be out in the field also seeing uh, and interacting with uh, participants in the Everyone is Witness workshop? How did you see or what did you see in their responses? Actually, in the end, their responses were really good. I think uh, most of the workshops started out with people a little bit guarded, um, you know, because they think they may have heard it before. But as we really got into the meat of it and they understood, we're not sending you out with a hit list or a script or anything that's so daunting. We're saying, you know, we want you to be equipped to listen and come to people. Um, one of the things we talk about is coming to people as broken people. We're broken people coming to broken people. Um, there are women in the workshop who are, women are fixers, you know, and they see a broken person and they want to fix them. So one of the earliest things that we deal with in the workshop is an understanding 
that we're also broken. And it kind of changes the tone of the workshop, this understanding that we're broken. And that brokenness sometimes can open a door for us to talk to someone else. Um, Now, there are many other doors that can open, and we won't know what those doors are until we listen. And that was where, when we really got into listening, that the whole tone of the workshop changes because people are going, well, we've never been told to listen before. So it was a it was a really positive change. Did you see some ahas as you were interacting with the participants in the workshop? Did you see ahas or a light bulb go on or this is I've never heard it this way? There there are two, I think, distinct ahas. One was at listening, going, wow, we're starting with listening and going on to asking questions and maybe just going back to listening because we can't proceed. The second one really comes up when we talk about sharing law and gospel. We're so quick um, to want to share gospel. And sometimes it needs to be the law and there's a fear there, um, a real fear, a fear of judgment, a fear that we're not going to say the right thing. So overcoming that fear is, is and understanding the Holy Spirit's place in all this, which is it, you know, uh, is really an important part. And, and it was neat to see those transitions as the workshop, um, you know, we were there in the early phases and these things weren't necessarily in place. There's a lot of neat, you know, they're getting a really mm-hmm. nice finished product through a lot of innovators over <laughs> over a long time. Mark, did you see some ahas along the way as you were presenting? Well, the, the first aha that people that I observed in people was that, as Marianne was saying, they, they start out very guarded. We've heard it before. We know what's coming. And, and then we just say, uh, well, there's a there's a quote from C.F.W. Walther that, that basically says that we're unfit and unqualified to be witnesses of Jesus. And and I asked people the question, are you, you know, anyone feeling unfit and unqualified? And, you know, and they're like nodding or raising their hands. I said, Good. Because you came to this workshop unfit and unqualified, you're going to leave this workshop unfit and unqualified. <laughs> and that's good news for us. And you can just kind of feel the tension falling away of people saying, oh, I don't have to be this super evangelist. I don't have to have my act all together. Uh, I don't have to be certified to be a witness. I can just be who I am, uh, you know, a sinner who's received grace, who wants to bring that grace to others. I think that was uh, for for me and the participants that that I got to participate with was that the the aha was that it it someone's salvation doesn't depend on me, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is significantly different than many other evangelism programs or training um, or notions even uh, that we have about evangelism. But rather, it, it is, as you mentioned earlier, as we confess in the third article of the creed, the explanation of the third article of the creed, that it's, it, it's the Holy Spirit who's working now. So then that, that leads to that question, why witness? If it's not about me and what I'm doing, why, why should I be a witness? Why should I care about witnessing? Well, that's a, a great question because uh, it, it's one we had to wrestle through. 
to say of what, you know, these other programs really mo- try to motivate people by using the law. And, you know, it's, but we know that the, the law doesn't motivate us to good works, only the gospel does. So what is the gospel motivation for witnessing? And, uh, and if we're, we know the Holy Spirit's going to work faith when and where he wills, and that God will gather all of those who he's chosen for eternal life, and it doesn't depend on me, then why do it? Um, and, I, and I found the answer in that in Luke 15, where Jesus goes out after the one sheep that strayed away, and, and when he finds it, he, he puts it on his shoulder and comes back rejoicing and says, come rejoice with me. And throughout the scripture, we find God rejoicing when he's, when he gathers his people to himself. And, uh, and there's different contexts of that, but ultimately it, we look at that as saying, whenever somebody is gathered to, into Christ's family, there's rejoicing. Now, all of heaven rejoices. And Jesus is saying when he calls us to be his witnesses, come share in my joy. And I think that's really the motivation. You know, do you want to share in Jesus' joy? Do you want to be part of this, you know, this work that he does that that brings people into life and salvation where he's rejoicing? You want to be part of that? Well, go be a witness. Uh, you don't want to be part of it and the joy of Jesus isn't interesting to you? Well, you know, I'm not sure there's any other thing I can use to motivate you. <laughs> but, if, you know, if the joy of Jesus is something you want to be part of, go be a witness. That you may share in your master's joy. Mm-hmm. Everyone is witness. Uh, we have more details about that in just a moment, about how to get your hands on the uh, the materials, the, the kit available from Concordia Publishing House, and what you can do with those materials in your own congregation, in your own setting. Uh, so we'll be back in just a moment with that. I want to say thank you to Mary Ellen Wood for uh, sharing your story, your Everyone is Witness story, and thanks for all your help in, in uh, getting the Everyone is Witness materials into the hands of people and through the workshops as well. I know you've been a real champion for this, so thanks so much for being here today. All right. Thank you, Andy. We'll be back. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Faith and Family on the Messenger of Good News Worldwide KFUO. Concordia University, Wisconsin, and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs, and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. The Lasker Awards are known as one of America's most prestigious honors in medicine. The Albert and Mary Lasker Foundation has a sterling reputation for honoring scientific achievement. Past winners have included the developers of the cochlear implant and discoveries in brain stimulation for Parkinson's. Several went on to win the Nobel Prize. So it's an absolute travesty. One of their three awards this year is going to Planned Parenthood. 
Keep in mind, Planned Parenthood won't even admit life begins at fertilization, a basic scientific fact in medicine. Why would the foundation do this? Albert and Mary Lasker were supporters of Margaret Sanger, and Albert is credited with coming up with the name Planned Parenthood. This award was a political statement, not earned by scientific achievement. Follow us on Twitter at Life Issues USA and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. Three things make a believer. Oratio, meditatio, tentatio. Prayer, meditation, and growth. Which is why every weekday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. we bring you Oratio, an hour of solace, contemplation, scripture, sacred music, and faith. Oratio. The dawn breaks with prayer every morning on Worldwide KFUO. The Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, on behalf of Concordia Plan Services, Lutheran Housing Support Corporation, Concordia University System, Lutheran Church Extension Fund, the LCMS Foundation, and Corporate Synod, daily reaches out to our members and partners, working together to support our local, global, and international ministries, church workers, and LCMS initiatives at large to carry the mission forward and to serve each other in love. Opportunities to serve, lcms.org careers. When we speak about the 16th century Lutheran Reformation, who and what are we talking about? What were the issues? How long did it last? Why did it happen? Wednesday on Issues Etc. will begin a nine-part series with Dr. Cameron McKenzie, author of the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for October, The Reformation. Issues Etc. Live weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 on KFUO. I'm Gary Duncan, the General Manager of Worldwide KFUO. We promote our various programs. We ask you to listen to your favorite show. We ask you to support our broadcast ministry, and we thank you for that support. But maybe we don't ask you to pray for us as much as we should. Please pray for the staff, management, radio hosts, and volunteers here at Worldwide KFUO. Pray that the message of salvation through Christ is heard clearly by listeners around the world. Pray that we continue to reach into those areas that are hostile to the Word of God. Pray that KFUO continues to reach those people desperately needing to hear the good news message and pray that God continues to bless us financially through the gifts we need to continue our broadcast ministry. Thank you for listening, supporting, and praying for Worldwide KFUO. You truly are appreciated. We are the messenger of good news. AM 850 in St. Louis, worldwide at KFUO.org. You're listening to Faith and Family. We're talking about witnessing in your everyday life and a great new resource, new tool to help you with that in uh, to help those in your congregation, in your community to, uh, to to be witnesses, faithful witnesses, bold witnesses in your everyday life. We're talking with the Reverend Dr. Mark Wood. He's Director of Witness and Outreach and Congregational Revitalization in the LCMS Office of National Mission. And also joining us now, Deaconess Marianne Hader. She's Manager, Resource Production, Witness, Outreach, and Revitalization the LCMS Office of National Mission as well. Deaconess Marianne, welcome. 
Thanks, Andy. Good to be here. Glad to have you in studio and talking about everyone, his witness. Before we went to break, Pastor Wood, we were talking about uh, this new resource. We were talking about witnessing in our everyday lives and what that means to be a witness and what it doesn't mean as well. And a new resource, everyone has witnessed the the kit for and other resources for congregations uh, to to use right there locally uh, instead of trying to uh, finagle a live workshop. Now they could do that to have their own workshop with the kit from CPH. What uh, what's in this kit? What does it look like, and how do we use it? That that'll only take us about two hours, right? Yeah. It, yes, uh, it's it's a big box full of stuff. <laughs> uh, it's heavy <laughs> because the, the box, I know Marianne and I have carried them up and downstairs. Right. It's uh, in the kit is everything that you need to conduct the workshop for twelve participants. And the idea is that a, a local leader, a pastor, it could be an elder or a, the chairman of the evangelism committee or another lay person, uh, a professional church worker like a DCE or teacher, anybody really uh, who has you know can take these resources and, and conduct this workshop. And the workshop can be done. You heard Shelley say it was a seven-hour workshop. Uh, we did it in one day because we were traveling, and but it, it, uh, there's a lot of benefit to just doing it over an extended period of time because you could do it in six sessions. You could also do it in a retreat setting. So you, you figure out what works best for us, and and you um, you have the books for the 12 participants, uh, so they have a participant workbook. It, it includes uh, a lot of, actually all the materials in the video plus more is in the book, plus it has the exercises that we do uh, in the workshop, which actually make up most of the workshop time, the exercises for you. And then um, there's some some pens and some Lassie journals, which is one of the tools that we use, and the video instruction on a DVD. So it's all packed into this this nice kit uh, to help you get started, as you mentioned, for 12 participants. Um, but are there resources? Are there other resources available if you have more than 12, or if you want to have more people involved, Marianne? Absolutely. Uh, the workbooks can be purchased individually to kind of, you know, if you have more than 12 people coming and all of the, you know, even the pens can be purchased individually. Uh, everything that you need can be purchased. And that's all through Concordia Publishing House, cph.org. How, how flexible is it? How can it uh, be, you know, can it be used in a, a small congregation or can a couple of congregations come together? Can it be used in a large congregation or small group settings? Marianne? Well, the great thing about that is that this is about witness, right? It's what we as individual believers do. And so uh, we all live life. We all, you know, work in some way. Uh, We have our various vocations. Uh, And so whether you're in a large congregation, you're in a small congregation, um, witness is going to apply to you as a witness of Jesus Christ in your everyday life. So um, I think that it's great to do, um, like you said, some various formats of a large group together, but it can also be used as if a church has small groups, they could use this as their small group meeting time, uh, each each session maybe. Mark, what would you say are the, it, there may be some advantages, as you mentioned earlier, you've done it as a one-day workshop, but it could be done over a series of six weeks or so. What would be the advantages of doing that over six weeks? I think the chief advantage is it gives people time in between the sessions to process what they've learned and even to try it out a little bit and uh, share the experience when they come back together. Uh, anytime you do a workshop that's one day, it's it's a lot. And 
uh, I've been really impressed by the number of people who have made that commitment to spend a whole Saturday uh, in a workshop. And uh, but you know by the by the end you could tell it's people are worn out. I'm worn <laughs> out. Uh, spreading it out over a few weeks is is a way to absorb that information uh, gradually. Some people have commented to me that they've liked having it broken up because they they've made a plan to go out uh, during that week break and to practice like listening and asking. For example, if that was what they learned that week, they're going to really practice uh, being a more intentional listener and uh, more intentionally asking open ended questions. And so they've liked the break to be able to practice. What do we cover through the uh, the six sessions in um, Everyone Is Witness? What are the topics? Everything. <laughs> Soup to nuts. Uh, we begin with talking about what is witnessing, and uh, we want to make sure everybody has the same understanding of what witnessing is, and uh, walk through uh, Jesus' encounter with a demon-possessed man in the Gerasenes as recorded in Mark 5 to kind of learn from Jesus. What, what is witnessing all about? Uh, then we talk about, well, you are a witness. What does this mean? You know, a good Lutheran question. Uh, and it, it starts with understanding every baptized believer of Jesus as a witness. Uh, what does that mean to us in our everyday lives? And then we get into uh, witness and vocation, uh, or you know, vocation, another way of saying your everyday life, mm-hmm. uh, witnessing right where God has put you with the people that he's already put into your life. Uh, and, and then we move into the Lassie approach, um, the next three sessions where we pair up the letters of Lassie. Now, some people might say, what's this Lassie thing? I've never heard of it. Uh, it's an acronym that describes the uh, elements of a conversation that we'll be having with people. A conversation we hope is a conversation about Jesus, and that's, that's our intent. And the letters stand for listen, ask, seek, share, invite, encourage. And in the, in the workshop, we deal with them in pairs. There's listen and ask, then we move on to seek and share, and then invite and encourage. And then uh, there's exercises that go along with each one of those pairs. So uh, that's the six, that's the breakdown of the six sessions, um, which, again, you could do a six weeks, would make a nice six-week study series. Or, uh, you know, Marianne's done this, and, and I think it's really neat, is do it in a retreat setting uh, where you can do it over two or two, or two and a half days somewhere mm-hmm. where you come together for the specific purpose of let's do a witness workshop during a retreat. So do it in a retreat out in the woods where there's no one else around so you don't <laughs> yes, have any absolutely. way to practice it. That's <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. What, um, oh, I, I was so engrossed in that and I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Listen, ask, seek, share, invite, encourage. The Lassie, that's a, the, uh, those are the, the steps, if you will. The and Pastor Wood in the videos, you do much of the the teaching um, and and uh, you know, expounding on what are these topics. And then, if I recall correctly, in the videos, Marianne, you do the uh, leading us into the exercises and preparing us for that. What are the what are the exercises? You know, for the for the person who's sitting there thinking, okay, I don't want to be touchy feely, and I don't want to have to talk to someone sitting next to me. Uh, <laughs> what are the exercises and and what's going to make it uh, comfortable for me? Sure, sure. Uh, That's a great question. And uh, as we went around the country and piloted this, we certainly learned uh, what people are comfortable with and what they're not. Uh, So, (laughs) so for for example, um, we had some role play originally 
as a part, uh, you know, one of the exercises, um, and and that didn't work out. And so, because not everybody is into that, um, so we had to, you know, very creatively think about how can we still we still want it to be very practical. We want people to practice what they're learning. How can we create another exercise that will accomplish that same goal? And so, so we've done that. Um, the neat thing about the exercises is they're all sort of different. There's a combination of different things. So we've taken into account people's um, different uh, levels of uh, extroverted or introvertedness, uh, people's different learning styles. Uh, so you might have some small group stuff. We, we generally start off with a small group exercise and kind of looking at ourselves and, and our brokenness and recognizing um, that this is God's work and that we are going out as broken people, taking the good news to other broken people. And you know, that first exercise, I think really sets up the workshop and allows people to to really, if they were apprehensive when they came in, uh, we kind of uh, all begin to be on the same page and excited about going forward and learning how is it that we uh, can go out and be his witnesses. So we also have uh, large group discussions. We have some uh, written, you know, where it's it's your own response, uh, self-reflection. Um, and then uh, we do some partner work too, where we help one another to, like I said, very practically come up with a plan of one person who we're gonna witness to when we leave this workshop, one very real person who is in our life, who needs to hear the good news. We work together with a partner to come up with that plan. So through these exercises, I don't have to reveal my, my divulge my deepest, darkest secrets, but there are conversations that that might be in, in some sense personal, but also very meaningful and helpful in terms of uh, learning how to practice this in my everyday life, how to, as you said, uh, tell the good news of Jesus in my everyday life. Right, absolutely. You don't you don't need to um, divulge that that <laughs> that deep dark secret or whatever you know that it is. But we we instruct people um, and the materials do to you know pick a situation that you're comfortable with because after all we're using this for practice uh, and we're creating a plan. So just choose something that you're comfortable sharing with one other person in the group. Speaking of practicality, uh, we went, during the break, Pastor Wood, you were ask, asking me some questions about some Latin phrases to which mm-hmm. I did not know the answer. What describe the language in which this workshop is delivered? Is it language that everyday people can can use, or do you have to have a theology degree in order to understand this? It's it's very intentionally written for any believer to be able to pick it up and use it. It's uh, it you know we we avoided uh, jargon, if you will. It in uh, but the theology's there, and so it's presented in in very clear terms, because the, the point of everyone as witness is it's to equip the priesthood of all believers, every one of God's baptized people, to to be a messenger of good news in the context of their everyday lives. So let's just talk about that in really simple terms. And one of the challenges we faced in, in doing that is people want to know, well, how do I do this with my Mormon neighbor? How do I do this with my, um, my de-churched brother? How do I, you know, all this stuff sounds really good, but how how do I actually do this very specifically in this context? And we're like, well, how do we address all that in one workshop? So we don't. <laughs> so the, the workshop we've been talking about is is what we call the core module. It teaches people how to use, you know, how to use this Lassie approach in a, in a general sense. But we knew it really was really important to be able to address those 
you know, those needs for how do I apply this in a very specific way? So there's another part to the program that's coming yet, and it's under development right now, and it's called context modules. And the context modules uh, help people in very practical, everyday terms say, well, how do I do this with my Muslim neighbor or, you know, my Mormon brother-in-law or my de-churched adult child? And, uh, and that's, the, that's the next thing we're working on. So after someone's completed the workshop, they'll get access to all these context modules. So the context modules help provide some context uh, when you're trying to understand someone's specific circumstances, particularly when it comes to worldview or religion, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Or life circumstances as well. Uh, so you may, you know, you may have a neighbor who really hasn't been open to listening to you and you haven't found a way to really connect and then they're going through a divorce or, you know, there's been a death in their family or they have an illness or maybe something like they, they have a new child. It could be a happy life event. Those are all openings for us to bring the good news of Jesus into their lives. So the, how will the context modules work? The, the core module is uh, this, this workshop setting. We, we can get this kit and use it in our local congregation. How will the core, I mean, the, the context modules work? So the context modules will all be available online at our website that will be coming in January. That's our projected launch for the website. Uh, and they're video driven. They're made so that um, an individual in his home uh, can sit down at the computer and watch the video training, which takes what they learned in general in the core workshop for Lassie <laughs> and applies it to a specific context. So for example, in the core module, I learn uh, listening Listen. I, well, in our in our culture today, we actually have to teach people how to be a good listener. You know, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, and so we learn just how to listen, how to be a listening witness in general. But then when I go into the online learning website, um, I, I look at the, the witnessing to Mormons. Well, what should I be listening for when I'm listening to a Mormon? Uh, you'll find out that they use the same Christian terms, but they don't mean at all the same thing. And so we take Lassie and we apply that to a particular context and kind of coach people, go a, a little further um, in how to use Lassie in a particular context. That, so that's something I can do at home, uh, it, particularly when I'm thinking about you know, this friend, this neighbor, this family member, and what their context is. So I can work through those at my own pace. Right. And the, the concept is, is that um, I think we're up to 40 different context modules now on the drawing board. And so uh, the concept is, is that whoever God has placed into your life that you want to witness to, um, that would be the context that you individually would want to explore. Now, I've, uh, you know, going around the Synod and sharing this idea and the concepts with people, uh, some people have said, hey, I think those context modules could even be viewed in our small group. And, and absolutely, they could be. 
Uh, but you also can just individually sit down and uh, watch the videos. The context modules will also have uh, helpful links to other resources. And a key part of the context module includes a forum. So people who have uh, studied this context module and are ready to go out into their everyday lives and, and practice it and witness uh, to their Mormon neighbor, they'll all, they can all be in one forum where they can encourage each other. They can, you know, type in, hey, I tried this and this is what happened. And other people from the community can uh, encourage them, can pray for them, can say, you know, here might be an avenue to explore. And together, uh, we're working to bring that good news into these different contexts. So obviously you are experts on every context in the world. So you're the ones who are featured in these, in these video context modules, right? Uh, thankfully, no. <laughs> um, like, like most people, I don't particularly enjoy being video recorded. And uh, I haven't really enjoyed watching myself on video every Saturday for the last year. Um, but uh, more importantly than my personal preferences on regarding video is I'm not an expert in all these things. Uh, you know, I've had some experience in witnessing the Mormons, but I wouldn't consider myself an expert. So we went out and found experts and, and not just one expert per video because we wanted just like the people we witnessed to our head, heart or hands people. We wanted our experts to be able to address different aspects of witnessing. Uh, so we have one expert who really focuses sort of on the apologetic side, you know, helping us understand this worldview or religion and how it compares to Christianity. We have another expert who focuses more on the pastoral side. Why should we care if somebody is a Mormon? You know, what's it like, spiritually speaking, to be a person that adheres to this faith or holds this worldview? And a third expert is really speaking more from the experiential side. Uh, maybe may somebody who was raised in that religion or worldview, as, as in the case of our Mormon module. Uh, it could be somebody who has family members that are in this situation and, and they're sharing their personal experiences uh, from one direction or the other. So we, we get a really well-rounded and robust picture of what it means to use the Lassie approach in this particular context. And great advice. I mean, it's just fantastic to hear from these people who know what it's like to witness the people in these contexts. Or to be the one to whom, the one who is being witnessed to, right? Yes, that Absolutely. Too. My yeah. favorite part of, of these context modules is hearing from people who have been Muslim or who have been Jewish or who have been Mormon and are now Christians and who not only are Christians, but want the, you know, people to become Christians who want to share that good news uh, so that other people can know Christ as we do. Uh, what a blessing that that is. To, and to be able to have understanding, to understand their context, to understand their circumstances, to understand, to have some understanding of their worldview when growing up in that, that religion or that culture or those circumstances. You mentioned earlier, Marianne, that in our culture today, we, uh, we don't really learn listening skills. Uh, so in order to, uh, a chief part of this uh, Everyone is Witness workshop is practicing listening. Isn't that interesting? Throughout our whole education, we may have a course in public speaking, uh, but 
do we have many courses in listening? Unless you're going into a caring profession, like a, a counseling profession, uh, probably don't have a lot of courses in listening. Now, when uh, I was in the workshop, uh, I did have two professional counselors in the group who said, we spent an entire semester practicing listening. And they provided some great insights when we were going through the workshop, um, particularly on this, this, uh, the, the uh, lesson on listening. Isn't that interesting that we spend, it, what does that say about our culture and the context in which we live? We I'm don't sorry. spend much time I, listening. Yeah. I know, you zoned sorry, out. I wasn't listening. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, many people have um, commented about that to me when they're going through the workshop. They, they've, they've never, you know, they're kind of, almost floored by this approach. You mean, I'm not coming with a memorized <laughs> script that I have to, you know, the emphasis isn't on me speaking at this person, you know, that I'm starting from a different place and they just find that very refreshing and very helpful. So yeah, great observation. I get to listen first, mm -hmm. maybe ask a question or two, but I get to listen first to learn more about this person. Mm -hmm. And yeah. learning about a person by listening and asking can be just a fantastic experience. And, and not just for us, but for them, because when we listen to people, we're conveying a really important message. I care about you as a person. I'm not just here to win your soul. I care about you as a person. And uh, let's keep this conversation going. And listen is continues to, you come back to listening, come back, come back, come get back. Remember that Lassie is not a series of steps. It's pieces of a conversation. And so we listen and we ask to listen more. How do we get this workshop in our own local setting, in our congregation, our small group? How do we get this workshop or the, the materials? Well, that's a really simple question. Just go to the Concordia Publishing House website. They have a tile. Last I looked, they have a tile right on their front page that you that has a picture of everyone as witness, and you can click right on that to order your kit. Get that kit, that uh, nice heavy box full of materials, the, <laughs> yes. the, the uh, workbooks. And tell me a little bit more about the workbooks. We've talked about the, the video and what we see in the video. How is the workbook to be used? Well, the... The workbook it could be followed along during the workshop because uh, it contains the same structure as the video and much of the same content. Uh, but we really want, wanted people to have a workbook uh, that, because you you're only retain so much information as it comes to you via the video in a workshop setting or even in a series setting. Uh, we wanted something they could go back to and, and, ref and refresh their memory. But even, even better, there's more in there. Yeah, there's, we can, in a workbook, we can expand what's in the video a little bit. So mm -hmm. I, I think there's, I forget how many pages are in the workbook. It's a lot. <laughs> Around 200. 200 pages. So this isn't just like a, yeah, it's spiral bound. It's a very robust book. It, 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 I hope that people will use it as a reference tool, keep going back to it. And uh, it, so it's very good quality that CPH has, has produced. So it is something that will last a long time. So it's a, it's really something that you can carry with you, not necessarily something that uh, you're going to follow step by step in the, the, the series or in the workshop itself, but something that you're going to use as a reference. Check out cph.org. Look for everyone, his witness. My guest in studio today, the Reverend Dr. Mark Wood, Director of Witness and Outreach and Congregational Revitalization for the LCMS Office of National Mission. Pastor Wood, thanks so much for being my guest today, and thanks for uh, everyone, his witness, and all your work in that. Oh, it's a pleasure. 
And Deaconess Marianne Hader, she's Manager for Resource Production, Witness Outreach and Revitalization in the LCMS Office of National Mission. Thanks so much for being my guest today. You're welcome. Coming up in just a little bit, Thy Strong Word. By Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Your support is vital for this program to continue. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314-996-1518. Or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO.